This week on the Not Sauce for Work podcast, Terry Time is off and so is Duke. <laughs> Joining me is Alex the Intern. Uh, Eagle is in the studio chilling with me. Uh, we'll look into the blockbuster trade that shook the NBA Eastern Conference, the trade that didn't happen in the NFL, and how the U.S. Open goes green. Brian Flores' lawsuit grabs headlines again. We'll get into this and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Welcome everyone. Thank you all for watching and or listening. Joining me as I said is Alex the intern. Alex, how's it going, bud? Ah, I'm super happy to be back on, man. Awesome, man. Happy to have you even though you're an hour late and you didn't prep. The, the you you were like the life the lifespan of something um is usually something that um passes through time and it's something that we mark as an occasion. My laptop literally died like not that the battery died. The laptop's life cycle is over. It no longer works. I have to do the show by phone. That's how long it took you to get on the show. But I want to start with an important topic. I like to be a safe space for men to talk about important things, like when we talked about saltwater dick. Um, similarly, I uh, I got my first haircut since returning from Europe because my wife told me I kept giving up uh, 90s sitcom dad vibes. So... Um, I decided go get going to get my haircut, get my beard done, and they, when I went in to put the thing on my neck, you know that that piece of paper they put around your neck uh, when you're getting your your, uh, yeah. your hair done. Um, I always feel like that's choking me. So what I do when they're putting it, and, and I try to not be obvious, I I sort of push my head down and make my neck fatter, and so then when the haircut starts, I go up and it's like a little bit looser. I want to like. Is this just a me thing? Like it was weirdly subconscious about being choked. No, no, that, yeah, that's a you thing. So you, you're super comfortable I, having this thing around your neck. So you're saying you're intimidated yeah. by someone putting this little bib yeah. around your neck, yeah. but you're not intimidated by having uh, them having a razor sharp blade next to that same neck. Uh, I'm not. That, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, I also shave with an insanely sharp razor uh, daily, and I wear a tie in most days, which is funny. So just this, <laughs> just this one area. Do you also not like lobster bibs? I don't wear lobster bib. I'm an adult. I I, I tilt the lobster so that when I crack it, it goes on the person sitting across from me. My wife hates it. <laughs> so you give it to her. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's an issue. But but I don't get it. It's 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 toilet paper, right? At the end of the day, Ish, yeah, it's sheet paper, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also don't get the purpose of doing it. So you like it's you get, for the, like you, nothing on your shirt, like all your hair fall on that. The shaving cream won't touch your stuff. So you don't have to wash it off. It's it's more like a courtesy to you than anything else. I guess so. Yeah, I I just I I take a shower immediately when I'm done. So um, my barbershop's like a four minute walk from my place. So I just, <laughs> I take a shower before I get there and immediately So I was going to say, are you one of those guys that washes their hair before they go to their Always. barber? Yeah. Always. Yeah, I do that too. I leave early from work so that I can take a shower so that I can walk. Because I, like it's, it's uh, I pass the barber shop to get home. Go home, shower, get back into the clothes I was just wearing, and then go back to the barber shop. And, and come home and shower again. And go home and shower again to and, get the head off. Exactly. You know, and, and it's fun that you talk about barbershops right now because I just found my new barbershop, my go-to barbershops here in San Antonio. Oh, that's true. So, you were complaining about it last show. That's true. Full circle. There we go. 
Exactly. So um, this barbershop, they offer hot towel service. And oh my God, this is my first time ever trying hot towel service. And it's the most amazing feeling ever. Your skin is so soft afterwards and like you feel like so fresh, relaxed. So it's a perfect experience. Um, I also recommend for instead when you after you finish shaving, instead of using aftershave, use um um which um which is I can't remember what it's called. Damn it. I had it a second ago while you were talking and I forgot. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Oh, I had such a good punchline too. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's called witch hazel. You got to put witch hazel. You you rub it onto your skin. So, but you're allergic to hazel. Hazel nuts. Hazel cock. I'm sure I'm good. Uh, okay. Uh, the color hazel, hazel I'm fine. Uh, hawk, uh, cock hazel I'm fine. Um, and and witch hazel I'm good. But uh, hazel nuts can't do it. But so my uh, I I'm very obsessed with like the cologne I use per season. So the the witch hazel I have for summertime is rose scented. And in the wintertime, it's lavender scented because they go with the colognes that I wear in summer and the winter. Um, and it's, you know it's really good for your skin because several of my female friends who tell me they use it uh, after they've had children for their vaginal rejuvenation. I think it's time for the news. <laughs> Ah, Terry, it's the news. Because, like, it, you know if it's good for... Is vaginal, it, though? <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, is, is you know it? If, it's, if it's good for vaginal rejuvenation, you know it's going to be good for your skin, right? It's like, that's the most sensitive skin there is, so... <laughs> I'm just laughing at that transition, man. Yeah, of course. That's I, I, I was so mad. Like, I, I lost the word for a minute. And I was like, "No, no, no! I got this lined up. I got this lined up." And then I had to like, I had to rebuild it up with like the different scents and so on, which I wasn't gonna get into. Uh, but I had to build wow. the joke back. Um, speaking of jokes, the New York Knicks. That's all. That's the punchline. That's the setup. The New York Knicks. Yeah. Sorry, Duke. So, poor New York Knicks. Um, are they the are they like the Montreal Canadiens pretty much right now? Well, they, they don't have twenty four championships. They have one, so no, they're not. But in terms of but like also, iconic can, can, franchise, can we analyze it in a, a basketball scenario before we shift it into an entirely different sport comparison? Like, let's just talk about what they could have done to try and get Donovan Mitchell, and now how they're completely screwed. So the New York Knicks are the second most relevant franchise in the city of New York of two teams and the other one just got there they have no history they have no long like long time fans because they were in New Jersey until like a decade ago and you're already the second most relevant team in your own city well done New York Knicks utter failure so my thoughts on New York is that they are a good they have so many franchises but I feel like the New York Knicks is like a iconic franchise but why based that's on the what? way I, based on what it's just i don't know I, I i guess it's the logo that makes me that that's giving me that vibe or or like the the history but behind the history, it and, the history is phil jackson won the one championship as a player and then um and, and what's their their, uh, their their super fan is spark is, is, is that his name spike, spike lee, lee. yeah the, 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 to be honest 
Spike Lee has done more <laughs> for that franchise than any player and any and any um and any uh owner or any coach has ever done for them. Like Pat Riley couldn't get that team to win. And we saw what he's what he's done uh in his time in Miami. Um look, they were they were semi relevant in the nineties when they had uh Ewing and Starks. They've been nothing since then. Nothing. But let's uh, let's go back to the trade though. Would you have given up RJ Barrett yes. for Donovan Mitchell? Yes. So the way it works in the NBA is to in order to have a chance to win, you need a superstar. I don't even think Donovan Mitchell necessarily even qualifies, but he's like if you need an A player, he's an A minus player. Right? So like he's him alone. No, he's not A plus. He's not. He's not. <laughs> like like if you that's like the the people well mind you're one of these people who says like nineteen people are the goat. There's one goat, right? There can only be one. So, like, if a guy is A+, plus, like, you, there's four guys in the league that are A+. Plus. You know what I mean? So, like, he's not one of those four. Yeah. A, there's maybe ten guys, and then he's outside that. Like, or maybe he's A. Like, he's on that cusp. Like, A, A-, minus. Like, he's not, he's not a top. Like, he's not. Let's say, like, there's, if you put in video game terms, Eags, uh, there's S tier, right? Which is the absolute top. Then there's tier one. Then there's Best tier two. Best license, by the way. What? Best license, by the way. What's licensed? S tier, really? Yeah. I use it if all the like, time. Yeah, I use it all the time because it's because too many people put too many people into tier one. I have these conversations in fantasy all the time. It's like Dawson Knox is not a tier two tight end, but anyway, um, we'll get into that stuff later. But <laughs> but the thing is, like with um, look, I know. So we'll talk about the, 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 this from the Cleveland side, but for for the uh, the Jazz. It's clear what they were doing wasn't working. They had to do a rebuild. They needed to acquire as many assets as possible, which is as many good, you know, decent to good players uh, as you can get, as many bad contracts as you can get, which is why Laurie Markkinen is in the trade is because his $16 million will come off the books for the Jazz, and the Jazz have acquired more picks than they can use. So they're going to hopefully trade those picks to get more players or take a lot of spins at the wheel and get get great players in the draft. So, so, so looking back at, uh, at our chat history, like earlier, when I, was, when I was saying like how Utah was winning this trade, I just realized that Cavaliers right now have an amazing roster. They have a so Darius Garland's really good. Kevin Love off the bench is still fine. Like he's he's not completely useless. He's just he might be even starter. Yeah, um, uh, he's he can't play that many minutes anymore, man. That that body's old. Like. He's he's like thirty years old, but he's like a fifty year old, thirty year old. Like his body's well, he's thirty three, thirty three. But he's like a fifty three year old, thirty three year old. Like he's he's not a LeBron thirty seven. You know what I mean? Like he's, so, he's old. So who would be the starting five for the Cavs? Um, offhand, I don't remember the roster. Mobley, Garland. Mobley, Mobley's excellent. Garland is there for sure. Mitchell, Mitchell's um, probably bringing Levert. the ball to court. Levert, yeah. So yeah, you have you have. Th- and what's interesting, you have three guys, like three sort of small players, so you can go small, you can go big off the bench. Like they have a lot of options, basically. Um, oh, and they still have Jared Allen, who's a fantastic defensive center. Um, that's yeah, a good off team. The bench. That's a good team. They're they're just setting up yeah. to bring back LeBron in a couple of years. They might actually. They might do it next they summer. Next summer. Uh, I don't know if they have the draft capital though to get Bronny, so that's an issue. Um, but. The thing no, is, well, well, well Bronny's gonna go in the second round, man. He, he, he's I not think, a first round. I, we talked about this on one of the previous shows. Like, if there's a chance to get LeBron and you could take him in the 17th with the 17th pick, why not? 
the difference between the seventeenth pick and the, the twenty fifth is not is nothing. Like it's a crapshoot past seven. So you might as well, if it means you're also getting LeBron James just for merchandising alone, you do it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess from that standpoint. But uh, so so, I know you're you're a Colin Sexton fan, I, and Colin Sexton, by the way, is a very good player. But he he's a six foot three point guard. Um, since Allen Iverson, there has not been a six foot three point guard who's been dominant in the. Oh, sorry. Since Steph Curry, there's not been a six foot three point guard who's who's been um, sort of a dominant player. I, I I think he's fine. Donovan Mitchell is in every way an upgrade. Uh, they get to get rid of the Laurie Markkinen co- contract and they lose some assets, but those trade those those uh, if the Donovan Mitchell trade works, then those. Um, then those draft picks don't mean as much because they're going to finish with a better record. I'm just concerned about uh, Donovan Mitchell's uh, injury history because I believe he was injured for for, for quite a bit. And the, the, the past two playoffs, I think he was injured for a total of like even half the games. So... Yeah, it just it's hard to predict, right? Like like so how much are the I don't know enough about medical sciences to say yes, these injuries are repeatable, but like I, I remember having this conversation about, like in in fantasy football draft prep, someone was talking to me about Dalvin Cook. It's like, "Oh, but he's always injured." I'm like, "Well, one was a ACL tear and the other one was a shoulder injury. Those two are not related. It's just bad luck." Well, that's why you draft Madison, right? But it's not the point. It's the point is that, is that like <laughs> just because a guy's been injured twice, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's prone. He might just have had bad luck, right? Like we we don't but know there, how it'll work there, out in the future. There has still to young. be there. There has been a study done on fantasy football, though. Um, running. It's not a fantasy football conversation. Injured. Move on. It was just using comparison. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> Jesus. I'm saying the point of it is that okay. like, how much of it is injury prone and how much of it is maybe he just had bad luck. Well, he's been injured for the past four years. He's he's missed at Mostly least two. 15, 20 games. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't matter. In the NBA, that's not a thing. Everyone misses 15, 20 games. That's, that's just that's why would you play 82? The regular season doesn't matter anymore, right? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're gonna make the playoffs, who, guess. Ca- who cares? Um although Look, we've seen we're seeing more and more. We might actually see players start to play more games because we've seen the top seeds more often than not in the last two or three years actually make it to the finals. So we'll see if that if that's a trend that continues. Um, but so if we go back to the New York Knicks part of this for a second, because I was fairly convinced that he was going to the Knicks. I was like, well, they're going to package Barrett. Um, how surprised? So I'm surprised that they didn't pull the trigger. Are you surprised? Considering it's the Knicks, I'm not surprised they didn't pull the trigger. But isn't that damning in its own right? Like, isn't that the problem? I don't know. It's sad. It's it's. I I I, I wish the Knicks would have success. I I I, I do wish. Uh, it's just I don't know. Yeah. Their management. It's. Yeah. So fire the management, change the owner, sell the team, burn fire, the stadium fire down. Fire James Dolan. Um, yeah. Um, the other maybe the someone other, has a sex tape on. on that on must the be the case. <laughs> that must be the case. But the, uh, <laughs> the 
the the other part of this. Adam Gase got himself into the <laughs> Adam NBA. Gase gets the the new head coaching job for the New York Knicks. Ah, there you go. Hey, those short passes work in the NBA, so maybe maybe it'll be an improvement. But um, so the, what the about one, the cover zero though? The one the one issue <laughs> is they extended they extended uh they extended Barrett's contract. The the Knicks did, and so there, there's a rule that you can't trade for. You can't trade for two rookie extension players on your roster. So um, you can sign two rookie extension players, but you can't trade for one if you already have one on your roster. So by extending Barrett, um, they can't trade for Zion Williamson. I thought they were, they were extending Barrett and it was a sign-in trade so they can get Mitchell. But that wasn't the case. It turns out they just extended him because the trade talks were dead. So I don't even know what the Knicks even do from this point. Like you're banking on a veteran like someone like Kevin Durant, right? If he was a free agent or, or whichever big name free agent, you're banking on them to choose the Knicks, which they haven't done for 20 years. That sounds about right. Well, look, Zion, I, I, I thought that deal was in the bag. But they like can't, they literally can't. It violates the rules unless they trade Barrett for Zion. Well, they should have done that deal then. Well, but the thing is, they both have the same uh, agent, so I don't think that happens. Because the goal was to get the three of those guys. Because Cam Reddish, uh, Barrett, and Zion all have the same uh, the same uh, agents, and so the, they're like the most unlucky franchise ever. Then. They're just the dumbest franchise because they they could have they could have told them, listen, we're gonna extend you, but we're gonna do it one day into free agency, right? Like, don't worry, we'll make up the money, we'll make this work. Um, I, I there was a team that did that recently, and I was like, yo, that's that's really smart. I think all NBA teams NBA teams are gonna start to do that. The first NBA team not to do it, the New York Knicks. Um, it just the it Knicks just, are gonna Knicks. I don't know. I don't know what they do next. Um, the trade that didn't happen is Garoppolo stays with the uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. He gets extended. They, not extended, but they, they restructure his deal. But part of the restructuring is, I'll save you some money on the cap, but no trade clause and no franchise tag for next season. That's, uh, that's shocking to me. Um, well, but is it like, or else of- he gets paid $24 million. Like the only way to get him to take ostensibly. off, sorry, to sit on the bench ostensibly. Yeah, so so the only way to get him to to take less money was he need to get something else in return, right? So what he got in return he was go, a no trade and, and no franchise tag. Garoppolo is with two P's. <laughs> oh yeah, it is with two P's. <laughs> Thank you. You know what's funny? I actually had anyway. it correct in the rundown and just not on the graphic. Yeah. So. <laughs> Can't even blame me on that um, one, Eagle. So, so in contrast, I love con- like like I love comparing these deals uh, into what it translates into fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Um, no, let's talk actual football. Tell- <laughs> Why would you ever take Jimmy right, G what. in fantasy football? It makes we'll do no this. fucking we'll do this. sense. We'll do this. We'll do an NFL segment. The third block is is empty. We actually have no third story. 
So okay, we're gonna we'll do we're gonna do, an, we're gonna do a, a, a third block is gonna be fantasy football with Alex the intern. We're gonna do it without prep. We're gonna let Alex rip. We're gonna do that. Okay, so let's stick to NFL. And because Alex clearly wants to talk fantasy because it's fantasy season, we'll get to that in the third block. So for second block, let's just stick with this as an NFL topic. Okay, let's do it. Let's Jimmy do it. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's okay. staying. Anyways, Jimmy G is is, is, a, is a lazy bum. He doesn't want to start, okay? So he so 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 he wants to warm the bench. So In Jimmy G, San the Super Bowl runner-up quarterback, him one throw he's away. He's a lazy. He's one a throw lazy away guy. from a super from a Super Bowl. Um, can can I be super honest with you? It doesn't matter if you came second or third. So it what about what about that he's first. what about that he worked. Uh, harder than anybody else to put himself to be the top zero point point zero 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 two percent of his industry. That's well, not he hard work. Make it. He, he, made the he NFL, didn't make though. it. Making the NFL is an yeah, insane amount of work. Okay, congratulations, you made the NFL, but did you win though? You're right. That's not an accomplishment. Everyone can make the NFL as a starting quarterback. Well, so it takes no hard work. <laughs> Right, yes, it takes hard work. He's not Congratulations on making the NFL. That's great. That's that's a, that's great. So that's what, what I'm what saying. You're, so what you're saying that I'm that I find strange. I haven't heard anywhere else. Why do you think he doesn't want to start? I've never heard this before. Well, he clearly knows that the franchise wants to go with Trey Lance, right? Yeah, the, they draft him through Yeah, exactly. They, they, he, he knows deep down he's the future. He, he's just there as a, I don't know, maybe he likes San Francisco that much, the city of San Francisco. I don't know. Um, but he could have easily been traded to like to Seattle, which I was fully expecting him to be traded there. Either him or Baker well, Mayfield. No, to be if you're to if you're the 49ers, that's the exact yeah. thing you don't want. Right? You're not trading like, to a yeah, to your right. That's why they said we want to keep you, but you're not going to play. And he's like, "Well, pay me as if I was going to play, right?" I mean, yeah. you can totally Which be in their, the room from and their have sense, that conversation. They're not because Trey Lance is still in his rookie deal. They're not spending that much money on the quarterback position, especially now that they're saving eight million dollars. Yeah. Right, like so, they they actually have flexibility to to make a trade for something else, um, in the meantime. So, did did he ask? For 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 restructured deal or was was it them? No, asked, they like they no. probably asked him. To I don't do think he it. asked to be paid eight million dollars less. I don't think that's ever <laughs> been asked by anyone in the history. I think it was. We need you to take eight million dollars less. And he says, "This is the only way I'll do it." And and here's here's my take on why I think he agreed to it is that if a team that's in a city he wants to play in or a situation he likes comes to the 49ers with a with a he'll trade offer, it. he'll say, yeah, I'll waive my no trade. Um, if Trey Lance is terrible, he has a chance to prove Which himself and get a new contract at the end of the season because he can't be franchised because he doesn't want to be Kurt Cousins with the, the Washington uh, football team or Washington Commanders, whatever they, they are this season. Um, he doesn't want to be in that situation where Kurt Cousins got, ex- got franchise tagged three years in a row. So he's like, if I'm not good enough to be your future, fine. But I might be someone else's future, so let me be a free agent after the season. And also, if you get a trade that works for both of us, I'll waive my no trade. But you're not going to send me to Cleveland, where I'm going to be a starter for 11 weeks. 
and then lose my job anyway because they spent 230 million guaranteed. So it doesn't even matter. Like if he got traded to, to Cleveland, it, it wouldn't even matter how well he did. He wouldn't get the job. Also, you have to live in Cleveland. Well, on on that part, you're right. I think he wouldn't have gotten the job in Cleveland because we know Cleveland's a shit show, right? Well, I mean, obviously, so, it's not going to be Cleveland. Like, yeah. <laughs> but. I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe Trey Lance won't be as good, and Jimmy G will take over mid mid, mid season. Who knows? And if he doesn't, he plays well. He can then go to the Forty Niners. Be like, maybe you want to trade Trey Lance and sign me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, to me, I actually I saw it at first. I was like, wow, like ah, uh, why would Jimmy Garoppolo like agree to like this? And I was like, the more I thought about, I was like, you know what? It's he's betting on himself basically, and I actually think that it puts him in a great position in the off season and the only person this really hurts is his agent who probably has to take less of a cut. So well and also if you're the 49ers front office, you're probably looking at this as we don't want to have to go and get a mediocre QB to kind of sit on the bench with Trey Lance for this season in case he's just terrible and we need to swap him in, right? So we actually yeah. do want Jimmy on our roster to have that option, if ever, to push him, to coach him, to do you know, the things that the, he did he's last not the, year. He's not the 33rd best quarterback in the NFL. He's better than that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So at that point, if he's a fringe starter, why not have him on the team? Yeah, and, and so you're paying for that privilege, hence why he'll be the most expensive backup, but yeah. that's exactly why, because... You know, the whole idea of you don't have a number one, well, you kind of do because you've decided to go with Trey Lance. At least we think yeah. it'll be that. But it's a high-risk situation, so you want your number two to be as good as a number one so that you could make that swap and basically put the pressure on Trey Lance to get better. Yeah. And I'm just assuming that they, they basically decided to restructure or basically keep him because Trey Lance... Did, did not show that he was ready during preseason to take on a full, you know, workload. Like yeah. he, he was good, he was fine, but he wasn't. He he was he was underthrowing a lot. Um, the reports from practice are pretty bad too. Yeah, so that's so, never uh, a good. Like, sign. I'm, like I'm assuming he, they, they just kept him for for insurance coverage. Because like I'm 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 a Dolphins fan. I'm the first to admit that. The, the tour reports are probably a little overblown by like he's the greatest quarterback in the history of the world. Usually those are the, the reports you hear from practice. Like when when reports are coming that it's bad from the quarterback, it's it's worse than the, than you think usually. Um, so the, the uh, I want to send this question around the room uh, just to close off the topic. How many games of the season, Alex, do you think we see Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback? Uh, by Alex, I mean the intern, not Eagle. Damn it, this is complicated. I say so. Hold so with the new season, they're playing 17 games, right? Yeah, so I'd say we see him um, nine games. All right, Eagle. So their schedule coming up, they're playing the Bears, then the Seahawks, yeah. then the Broncos, then the Rams, then the Panthers, then the Falcons, then the Chiefs, then the Rams, and the Chargers, the four, and then the Cardinals. I think. By the time you get to the Chiefs game, which will be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, if Trey Lance looks embarrassing against the Chiefs, I don't think he dresses against the Rams. So I'm going to say seven games. I say five because here's my thinking: they're clearly a good enough team to be a contender, right? Like everywhere else, like 
the the running game is excellent. The offensive line is very good. The defense is elite. Um, like they're good across the board, right? They, they they have an exceptional coach, coaching staff, all that stuff. Like across the board, no one thinks the 49ers are bad. The one question mark has always been quarterback. So if Trey Lance clearly isn't an upgrade immediately, and you have this guy under contract, you bring him in. I, I think the leash is going to be super short. If you lose, like early on, he has some winnable games there, Eagle, like you mentioned. I think if he loses one or two of those, the, the leash gets like shortened really quickly. So I think by by week five or six, we'll see uh, we'll see him in there if things go south right away. Like if if they're not if they don't have a winning record after four weeks, I think he's the starter. Yeesh. By by week four, yes, because because of how like they're not a typical rebuilding team with a with a young quarterback. That's usually the the case, right? But because they traded for that pick, they're a team that's actually a strong team that can't afford to waste the primes of all those great players on defense, of the great running back Elijah Mitchell, of this this great offensive line that they can't keep all five of that, those offensive line mem- members together. George Kittle is not getting any, any younger. Uh, they just paid Debo Samuel. They're, they can't waste the careers of these guys uh, in the NFL. It, it's just a game where, where careers are too short and, and usually your window for success is really short, right? So I, I, I can see it being a short leash. Yeah, I mean, and, and if it's a short leash, we we might be talking about trading Lance next season. That that that, that that's a real we'll possibility. They might they might trade both. They might trade both to get as many draft assets as possible. <laughs> draft four quarterbacks, see who gets there. You know, um, Brian Flores his lawyers took some issue with Roger Goodell leading the arbitration. Um, it's so first of all, that's that's if this doesn't come before a jury. So if if it's decided that this is going to be seen before a jury, um, then the process is different and there won't be an arbitration panel. Um, most likely, it will be seen in front of an arbitration because it it's above all a workplace dispute. I don't think they're going to get... It's I'm, I've talked about this on a previous episode. It's really difficult to have coaches uh, considered as a class in a class action suit because class would mean like a type of job. For example, like... Um, Clients, people who bought Tylenol are a class of people. Teachers are a class of people. Like even even teachers is tough because for the same reason as coaches is that um, coaches means it, does, a, does an assistant coach count? Does a high school coach count? Does a college coach count? Um, NFL head coaches is, is too, too small of a group to be considered a class, I believe. Um, so most likely it won't be certified as a class, so it's going to be going down to an arbitration panel. Uh, Roger Goodell is a lawyer, by the way, so he is qualified to sit on the arbitration panel. It does seem on the surface, even if it's not legally a conflict of interest, it feels like a conflict of interest. It, to me, it is, that's definitely a conflict of interest. Uh, and, and, if, and if Roger Goodell is wondering why people boo him, this is why. I don't think he cares because okay. his job is to get booed. Like you know that, right? Like his job is that <laughs> is people don't think about how how shitty a person Daniel Snyder is, and instead people boo at Roger Goodell. That's his job. I I, I just don't shield. think it's 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 ethically or or morally right that the commissioner is the one, you know, leading the arbitration. Like there's it makes zero sense. It, it should be a an independent committee. Maybe the NFLPA, who knows? Just not the well, that's fucking not boss. Just not the boss. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> he's also he's also not technically the boss, but yeah. Um, it it either way is it's not a great look. It, it's weird how he had a third party overseeing the Deshaun Watson case, but wants to be the lead arbitrator for a, a case where the league is being sued for racial inequity. Like th- that's the most bizarre thing. Well, like what when were you you actually have the absolute authority to suspend the guy as long as you want, but instead you chose to take a stand here. I don't know. It, it, it's it's a weird weird case for me. Roger Goodell is like that sleazy uh, car salesman um, that wants you to believe that he's doing a great job, but he actually wants to fuck you. Mm-hmm. So I I, I, f- I feel like that's what Roger Goodell is. He's a he's a sneaky you know sales oily salesman. Whatever the fuck the the term is, snake oil. Um, yeah, exactly. A sneaky oil salesman. <laughs> Is <laughs> just a regular. Oil. He sells regular oil, but he's snaky in his movements. He's he slithers into his pants in the morning and so on. So so he's selling full synthetic oils because but no no just regular oil, whatever oil, olive oil, <laughs> uh, Castrol GTX, uh, vegetable oil, all the oils, uh, oil of Olay, all the oils. But he does so in snaky movements. That that's the difference between the two terms. Uh, but. So here's the thing. I, I didn't know much about the, the lawyers representing Flores, but I've, I've read like sort of in like a, a lot of legal circles, there's been criticism of the lawyers he chose to represent them and that they, they tend to be sort of lawyers who are like sensational. Like there's been uh, comparisons to the legal firm that he chose in Better Call Saul. Um, and when I read this, this statement, I was like, oh, I see it now. I see what they mean. When they, they talked about how it's, uh, Roger Goodell is unconscionably, unconscionably biased. Uh, sorry, he runs unconscionably biased, one-sided kangaroo courts. I was like, man, that doesn't seem professional. Just the way it's worded seems like a way to just get headlines, right? Eagle, like, is it just me? Oh, 100%. Or? So, but like, that could also be the legal strategy here of they know they don't have a case, so they have to make a try it on so in that public it hits instead. the media. And then in order to not have to deal with it in the media, they reach a settlement, essentially. So, but why? So, but why? If they, sorry, Alex, give me give me one second. If they don't have a case, why try it as a class instead of just Flores's situation? Wouldn't because, that be easier? No. Well, yes, it would absolutely be easier. Just sue the Dolphins, one team, and sue them on the basis of racial equity. Because maybe when they started this, they thought other people would have more stuff. So, for example, remember, was it Hugh Jackson was like, oh, yeah. yeah, they did the same thing to me. And I was like, oh, OK, there'll be more coming along. Right. Like, you yeah. know, let's go get a massage and get 23 more people <laughs> to sign on on this type of thing. But uh, that clearly did not happen. And maybe they were misled in terms of how many people were going to jump on board. And by now you're in too deep. So you just keep going along with it and make a debacle out of the whole thing. Go ahead, Alex. I think this is all a waste of time. I think the case, this case is going to be dropped or settled underneath the table. Like oh, I don't, be, it'll be settled just because the the NFL can't afford the bad press. And yeah, I, it feels like the law firm knows this, and so they're putting a lot out in public so that the NFL is be embarrassed and just pay them off. You know, and, and and this is one of my main issues with just America in general. It's the more money you have, the easier for you to settle and and get away with it. Yeah. So 
My issue is more the other half is that if there is racial inequity, you can pay to get away with it. That's more the issue yeah. I have. But yeah, but like, but to your point, like it's 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 a different legal system for you or I than it is for the thirty two NFL owners. Yeah, you know, it's 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 just uh, unfortunate. It's a, it is unfortunate. Um, the Bills release. Speaking of of which, Bills release punter Matt Ariata. Uh, after his sexual assault allegations come to light. The Bills absolutely knew of these allegations in advance. Why are we doing this? It's a punter. Why are we doing this? Because he's a really or good punter. NFL. Did you see his punt? Yeah, he is a good punter. Fair. Now, now let, let's also be clear here. If he was a high prospect quarterback, this conversation would be going very differently. He would be getting $230 mm-hmm. million guaranteed. So I'm sure they thought maybe this will go away. And if it doesn't, then we just release him. Uh, maybe someone's lying, in which case then it won't matter. So I don't know. And it's also a punter, right? Like, you can take your chances on a punter type of thing. And if it doesn't work out, you just release him. Who cares type of situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was a fourth-round pick. Okay, but who cares? It's a fourth-round pick. Yeah. It's huge in the NFL. Yeah. You, you don't pick uh, a punt with your who, Who's a team that just signed good. Leatherwood to a crazy amount of money and everything? Yeah, he's a first round pick. That's going to turn out well. <laughs> um, so, what bothers me in all this, and it's the reason we all do this is because it's easier to talk about it this way, is we make it an NFL conversation. But if the allegations are true, like, first of all, the judge concluded in the Deshaun Watson case. The judge that oversaw, Judge Robinson, concluded he did those things, by the way. It's in the, the filing. You can read it. It's, it's, public, it's public domain. I read it. So I know. I read the entire document. She says it's her opinion, because it's a court opinion, that he did those things and that he needs to not uh, be in a position where he can harm women again, for example. So this is the kind of people we're okay being drafted and being being praised and people wearing their jerseys and, and them getting millions of dollars. Why don't we start making the standard a bit better? Don't draft assholes. Just don't, like, <laughs> like even, like, man, the people who are, especially the people who are continuously are assholes. The people who are assholes 66 times. Like, Mary, as a sexual assault is a big fucking deal, man. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about getting to a bar fight. That's a mistake. Whatever. This I'm, is a big okay, fight. I'm going to say this, and I'm teetering on the line here, okay? It was an incident that was reported, clearly, investigated lightly. Can I describe it that? So maybe when they knew about it, they didn't know all the details, and so they were Come like, on. we'll see. I, I'm trying. The NFL teams I know are so obsessive with, like, they asked Des Bryant if his mom was a prostitute. They're not going to ask about the girl this guy raped? Come on. I mean, <laughs> Des Bryant was also a different color than Matt Arazio was. Yes, so. different kind of color. The, my show the, the questions NFL are different in those cool. interviews. Yes. But. <laughs> <laughs> They, so my, okay, look, my whole issue with the NFL right now is, look, you, you, you know, you have Deshaun Watson's case going on and you're just going to say, Hey, I think this case is a lie mm-hmm. because, you know, Deshaun Watson's case apparently was a lie too. Um, yeah, even 66, though allegedly 66 different people all had the same lie. And confirmed by the judge. And confirmed by the judge who said yeah. it wasn't a lie. But okay, sure. So, yeah, yeah. My issue is that 
that happened like not long ago and they're like okay well you know what we'll we'll invest a four free on pick capital on a guy who is accused of um i don't know if i can say on the show right the yeah the, he raped the girl yeah rape he gang yeah, raped the girl the gang rape so, so so it's even worse than you know just Raping. I mean, no, I, I'm not. Rape. I'm not going into the classification. <laughs> which sexual assaults are worse? But I'm. Just, I'm, I'm just saying, like these are these allegations are pretty rough. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're. You know, you just. I don't. I don't know how a team can just say, okay, I know this information, and I'll still invest in him. I'll put it this way. It's, well, also, fourth round picks are useless. I just said that, right? Yeah. So they're not. They don't feel like they're investing. Eagle, in there's a lot of good players that come out of fourth round. Okay. But okay, Stop. but okay, but let's start with this. Let's start, let's put it this way. I am a co-owner of this organization, Hot Sauce Sports, and Eagle's co-owner of this organization, Hot Sauce Sports. Eagle, what would you do if we hired someone and found out this person has been as alleged has been accused of sexual assault? So depends on when it was and what the outcome actually was. If it's still pending, then no fucking way am I touching you. Correct. Yes. At the very least, suspension. Yes. If it if it happened, you were guilty, you served your time, okay. Oh, yeah, no, That's no, no. A I'm, not story, I'm not talking right? about, about ex-convicts, whatever. I'm talking about someone who's not yet paid for their crimes. Yeah, no. Alex the intern, if you find out one of our employees committed sexual assault, you come to me the next day and you say what? I've been sexually assaulted. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize it was you. But either way, that motherfucker is fired. That's even worse. He's that doubly fired. If it's you. He's doubly fired. Um, yeah, he's fired. <laughs> anyway, I want to introduce a new segment. It's a segment that Eagle and I were uh, coming up with as this, as we were talking about this conversation and, and the previous one, uh, because we didn't have a pre-show meeting. We're doing this on the fly. It's a new segment we'd like to call the interns, sleepers, and keepers. Because all that matters <laughs> is the name when it comes to podcasting. I don't know what this segment is, but I'd like to turn the mic over to Alex the intern so he can discuss the 2022 fantasy football season. Here we go. Wait, wait, yes, wait sir. For the music. You're going to no, wait for the music. Go. It's there. Okay, I can hear Alex, this is your time. You say whatever you want. Okay. Whatever you want about anything. Just say anything. You have go. four minutes. Okay, four minutes. Well, guys, th th our draft is on Labor Day, so September 5th. Um, obviously, I'm going second. Eagle is going third. Peace is going fourth. So my dilemma right now is not knowing who to pick at number two. I, I believe right now it's number two is arguably the har it's harder this year to pick your number two than it is any other year. This year, like, you could go either way. You could go either wide receiver. You could go... There's three running backs that are, that are equally as risky and as risk rewards. So so we're talking about Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I can throw in Dalvin Cook in there. Um, or you can, you can either go Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson. Because some people think... Keep talking. Your time is precious, guys. Let's do it. What's going on? You're full screen. Just fucking talk. It's all you. Okay. Okay, the cool. Tire shows so, you. Uh, so, so Cooper Cup uh, or Justin Jefferson. Uh, in terms of um, Justin Jefferson being amazing. 
uh, there's people saying Justin Jefferson uh, might have a career year, might have might have the best wide receiver numbers ever because you know Cooper Cup's coach from the Rams went there, which he had a phenomenal numbers with him. And others are saying uh, Cooper Cup might have a regression this year, especially with Stafford's arm being um, an issue right now and concern. Uh, so my question now for Pease is. Who are you going with number four? Well, I mean, it depends who you choose at number two. All those names. Whoever's left of all those names. Um, but who are you? I, I'm, who I'm are going, you like? Who are you favoring, I, I'd say? I'd I don't have four. a wide receiver till seven or eight. If I can give away too much of my info, too much of my uh, info here, I'm not, I'm not picking a wide so receiver. So you're going heavy eight. on running back. I'm going running back first. I don't know about the rest, but uh, because I'm at four, I'm going to... <laughs> I have another draft where I'm 10th, and I'm hoping one of the wide receivers falls to me. My draft strategy is always to take running backs late and lose. <laughs> it's worked out perfectly for you. Every year. <laughs> so that was Sleepers and Keepers with the intern. Uh, let's turn it over to Rapid Fire. All right. For Rapid Fire, we're going to go for a few topics. Um, a lot of them are actually U.S. Open inspired here. So. Well, because it's the only sporting event that's currently happening. That because baseball doesn't give us storylines. I mean, they kind of give us storylines, but most of the storylines kind of suck. They yeah. give us results. They don't give us storylines. And when they do, they're horrific news like Trevor Bauer. All right, let's start with our first one here. U.S. openness. Tennis fans are seemingly outraged by the celebration of Sarah Belgex's Belgex qualifying victory. Uh, we get to watch this here. Viewer discretion is advised? Question mark? Okay. So far, so good. Wait for it. That's the coach. Okay. Mm oh, yeah. Okay. This is the dad. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know about you guys, but I played a lot of sports as a kid. Did your dads ever molest you on live television at a tournament? Okay, <laughs> okay. The joke would have okay. been not on live television, but I can't even, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, there's, there's cultures that, you know, they just have, um, I don't, I don't know how to explain this. It's, it's just cultures that have, have different stuff. Yeah. They have stuff. They have stuff that are acceptable in their culture that are not acceptable in other cultures, which is, I mean, look, obviously I'm so worldly cause I spent three, three weeks in Europe while Eagle obviously, it's so repressed staying here in North America uh, where Europe sent all of its Puritans and, and religious weirdos to form their, their colonies here. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's what you're getting at, uh, Alex. By the way, if you're making a reference to the Kazakhstan rev a movie in Borat, where he's like, this is my sister, number four prostitute type of thing. No, that's not, not how that works. None of us are making that reference. I feel like it is. He's like, some cultures, this is acceptable. And I'm like, where did you learn about cultures? I'm saying that might be acceptable. Like, like in the 50s, like a tap in the butt was acceptable from a coach, right? Before like all those coaches raped all this those is, kids. This is also coming from you the fifties, bro. You stepped on the joke. This is also coming from the fifties, where you would like tap your secretary on every organ. Literally the had. same joke. Yes. <laughs> Not only did you step on it, you told the worst version of it. Correct. Go ahead, Alex. Well, do you tap a toddler? Do you tap a toddler's butt? You know when they're you know you you try to put them in the beds. You well, I don't have children, the butt, so it'd be super weird if I did it. <laughs> 
<laughs> what would you do? Was never the same. <laughs> All right, next. Birds and the bees. Uh, two people were caught on film performing a sexual act during a Toronto Blue Jays game at the top oh, of yeah. the Rogers Center. Uh, again, <laughs> that is very loud. So loud. But yeah, they uh, eventually security came and uh, stopped them. I don't know if he had finished by then, but yeah, that's a thing that happened. Are Blue Jay games just that awful to watch, or is Toronto just sucky, yeah. or what's going on? Um Love that their nickname so is the BJ's. My main concern with this, my main concern for and this is, is, is the guy, okay? Because if I'm sorry, but blue balls is a is a thing, okay? And blue balls is fucking painful, okay? Like it, it's 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 a weird feeling. So I my my hopes for the guy is that he actually finished. Okay. Um, I I look. Uh, there's a few ways to go. As I said before, I love <laughs> that this happens for the team for which the nickname is the BJ's. Um, the other thing is, I'm surprised that video is so loud because nobody goes to Blue Jays games, so I don't know how they got all of that sound in there. They must be pumping it in. But that's exactly why Roger Center is so big. All the sound echoes from the yeah, loudspeaker, uh, so uh, it just goes everywhere. There's no crowd to absorb the noise. Maybe that's know? how they got found out, is everyone heard them banging. The other thing is, to Alex's point, uh, there's different cultures who have different things that are okay. So maybe they're from a different culture. Yeah, I mean, that's, different culture. Uh, that's what I'm going uh, with. It's <laughs> the Canadian culture. All right. Uh, next, stay off the weed. Uh, Nick Kyrgios filed a complaint during his U.S. Open match. Uh, let's go ahead and listen in to him and the umpire. Now, this was a new one, John. On the last changeover, Kyrgios was chatting with the chair umpire. And what, from what we could discern and listening in, So, <laughs> maybe it's Eagle, the camera crew what, what, themselves. What Think about it. Um. So, this guy is gonna get hit with another lawsuit. Uh, just like the chick that. Um, he won't. Defamation laws are different in the U.S. than they are in England. And also, he didn't say who it was. He just said yeah, he, he learned his it. lesson. He learned his lesson. Ah, so ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, so 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 he learned. He did. He did. So he. I learned. mean, also, he probably couldn't identify exactly who it was coming from. It's not like he's like that guy in the crowd is holding a joint that in his hand, ripping right? like, a blunt. It's Kevin Durant. Get him out of here. <laughs> uh, first of all, narc. Second of all. This is two two straight tournaments where he complains first about people drinking and then second people smelling like weed. Like, bro, what do you think people do for fun? What do you think? 
How do you think people are enjoying all that food you're used to smelling? Like, it's a sporting event. People drink. People smoke. It's what happens. Get used to it. So is so is Nick Kyrgios officially the tennis Karen? <laughs> it's weird because I kind of like his trash talking, but <laughs> last couple of tournaments, not trash talking so much as complaining. You're right. He might actually be the tennis. He might be Nick Karanos. I don't know. Oh, I feel like he's the, the next iteration of John McEnroe, essentially. Like, but the better version of it, though. Well, I don't know. More talented? Is he? I don't know. John McEnroe. John McEnroe used to win, though. Yeah, but also the competition back then was not the That's same. That's true. That's true. So, all right. Next, 2022 season. Nevermore. A season that started off with much optimism may have ended before it began. The Ravens mascot, Poe, was carted off the field with an apparent season-ending injury, and the Ravens are currently looking for a replacement mascot to finish the season, or start and finish the season with. Alex, you must be devastated. It's heartbreaking. I, I'm devastated. Yo, that mascot is so cool. Like, he, 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 he's actually legit. Like, he's uh, very entertaining with the fans, so he will be missed. Um, so the Poe reference is cute, by the way. It is cute. I like it. It's Edgar Um, Allan Poe, who is from Baltimore. He is. He is from Baltimore. Absolutely. Famously. So I saw this. I thought it was a funny story. I thought the idea of seeing, uh, seeing a, a, uh, mascot on a cart to be absolutely genius. Um, (laughs) and I, I have to be entirely honest. For a brief second, I read the headline, Poe sideline for us to see him with injury. I thought, I, I was like, does Don Terry Poe play for the Ravens? And then I was like, yeah. wait, did he put the mascot's head on and ride off into the sunset on, on the cart? <laughs> like, that's a badass move. I thought it was genius. And then I was like, it's the mascot. I'm like, it's still genius for a completely different reason. Honestly, I hope the dude feels better. Um, you know... The mascot job is a pretty tough job. Those 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 suits are heavy and hot, and I uh, hope the dude uh, heals up. But I hope your season can recover, Alex. It's uh, it may be a long season for you. Almost, it's I think a little bit worse than Lamar's injury last year. Yeah, just a little bit more. Yeah, sorry. So unfortunately, you won't be able to enjoy uh, like I will during two a season. Yeah, All I won't right. be able to enjoy it. I'm bucking busy. Tom Brady returned after his absence from preseason festivities. And when he was asked about his time away, he answered with this. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with. So we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a... Uh, Continuous process. So it's all personal, you know. Has he uh, has he lost weight in his face and everything? I find he's a little bit more like concave on on the cheeks. Time out. That that's definitely not Tom Brady. That's that 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 has to be his doppelganger. Okay, there's there's no way that's Brady. How the fuck did he just lose that much weight? First of all, like he, he he went from having like a more full face, and within two months. He looks like a fucking zombie. Yeah. So is Tom Brady a zombie? He he might be a zombie. Um, Maybe he ate an avocado or a tomato or whatever. He's not strawberry. There we go. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Um, Eagle, give me a thumbs up when that picture is loaded. So what's interesting? There's a few things interesting. He missed 11 days of uh, spring training. There's not a player in the world who needs spring training less than Tom Brady. Um, 
The next thing is, he arrives looking straight up gaunt. Like his face, his body looks skinny, but like a lot of NFL players lose weight during the offseason, so that happens. Um, but his face, you're right, Alex, looks skinny. It's almost as though he missed time recovering from surgery of his face because he's 45 years old and he clearly got Brotox. Could be. Who knows? Um, it's not the I first time. It's very clearly not the first time he's had work. Maybe on his stint on The Masked Singer, they left a dent on his face or something because it was too tight there or whatever, and now it has to stretch back out. I, honestly, like if if he's, I never say this. I never say this word. I never say this word. If he is on The Masked Singer, he's undisputably the goat. Uh, but there's one comparison I want to make here. His hair is. He has legit the, what we used to call the mushroom cut in the 90s. This haircut's coming back, and it's garbage. It's terrible. It is the most 90s-ass haircut since this grade school graduation picture of Graphite Duke. It's the most <laughs> oh 90s my hair. God, dude. Why is he wearing a tie it was in elementary school? Elementary school graduation. We're Della Rockas. We know how to dress up, bro. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Wait, so, so was it your mom or dad who cut his hair? Um, I believe it was the bowl. Whoever got the scissors near the bowl, it was it was that. Uh, shout out to Damo. Still my dad's uh, hairstylist, by the way. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's the same hairstylist from the dude who took that, who cut Duke's hair 30 years ago. And our last rapid fire for today. It's not a stain. It's fashion. Heinz has partnered with a clothing company to launch a collection of vintage ketchup stained clothes yes this is a real thing you can now buy your own ketchup stained apparel along the way it's absolutely ridiculous in terms of oh, i just put here. a link by mistake eagle there was no need just here you it's go okay that's perfect but yeah, so, would you buy a shirt that so has a, a stain built into it that's actually genius because you know why there's how many times have we ate fucking fries or a burger or whatever whatever the fuck and and ketchup just dripped on our beautiful white t-shirt or white dress or white I don't think that's it's, ever happened my, to me it falls on my white dress all the time it, it, exactly. it gets me in the white dress every time actually though to be honest so, it never does because I don't need ketchup see if you were wearing the bib it would have never landed on you <laughs> no, I can't do it can't do it can't do it and so now it's genius because and so now you don't, you don't have to feel socially uh, embarrassed of having ketchup on you because now it's becoming a trend well, the thing is, Heinz, Heinz uh, after losing naming rights to uh, the Steelers Stadium, I guess they needed to find a way to be relevant with the youth. So, in a word, they're officially on that drip. Thank you, Alex Intern, for joining. <laughs> thank you, Eagle, for all the work you've done. Um, I want to thank everyone who has taken a moment to like, to subscribe, to rate, to review. Please rate and review, by the way. We don't get any of those, and they do so much to help us uh, get advertising. And if you want to give us money... Give us money. We love money. We're going to blow all of it on booze. And with booze comes better shows because the booze keeps us needing more money, thus making us produce more shows. Sounds like a homeless person. <laughs> that's that's my strategy. And, that's my strategy for getting ads. And guys, don't forget about our, about our live draft at September 5th at 7 p.m. Yeah, I won't. I won't be. I won't be able to be at that uh, live stream, unfortunately. But I'm going to be looking forward to hearing you guys talk trash <laughs> while I win another championship for our league. Uh, so thank you guys for making championships easily uh, easy for me. But most of all, I want to thank you all for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs>